You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as our guests walk us through the truth of God's Word and teach us the Bible. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Tim Webb, and I'm here with David Klingler once again uh, to jump back into this Bible story with uh, Teach Me the Bible podcast. Uh, the last time we uh, finished up our overview of the Old Testament, we looked at some terms that we really need to understand and just some concepts moving from Old Covenant into New Covenant. So, David, today I'm really excited about uh, jumping into the New Testament, not, not because all of a sudden it's going to be about me but because we get to talk more about our King. Right. And that's what really the culmination of this Old Testament, Old Covenant moving, looking forward to the coming King, the one who would uh, crush Satan and all of his enemies under his feet. We got some Old Testament passages that speak specifically to this Son of God, the King. We He comes on the scene and it's a, it's really a glorious time that was missed by the nation of Israel. And so I, I just... Um, I just get really excited, and I think that's what drives so much of what I do today but as a pastor, because I want the eyes to light up. Right. I mean, that that's just, and you as a teacher, I know we've talked about this, and just your involvement with the church, and when you have clear understanding of the role of the Holy Spirit, our place in the body of Christ, and who our King is, it's liberating. It's freeing. And so that's what I, I hope we get to encourage some people today as we, we talk about the New Testament, this new covenant. So uh, let's jump into that time period and and when Christ comes on the scene so we can help them better understand. Yeah, well, I guess the place to start, <clears throat> I mean, you know, when, when we talk about um, maybe we just start at the beginning of the New Testament. This sure. is the genealogy of Jesus the Christ. <clears throat> we think. I think we tend to think that Jesus Christ, that uh, I don't know. I, I ask seminary students all the time, what does that mean? Uh-huh. And I get blank stares. Um, and these are people who know the Bible uh, pretty well. Um, I say, well, what does Christ mean? And they say, well, Messiah. I'm going, okay, well, what does Messiah mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, Mashiach, uh, that's the Hebrew word for uh, you know, Messiah. Um, the, the, tr- the, the translation of Messiah into the Greek is Christos, Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, so Messiah and Christ mean the same thing. What do they mean? And they say, well, I don't know. Um, well, what it means is uh, anointed one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the anointed one. Uh, in the Old Testament, the king was anointed. Priests were anointed. Um, and uh, they were anointed with oil. They were anointed with oil to be... But this king is going to be anointed with the Spirit. And this mm-hmm. is new, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I will... Uh, you know, put my spirit upon this one. And so, so John the Baptist uh, baptizes Jesus, the spirit descends as a dove, and this is the anointing of, this identifies the promised right. Messiah, King of Israel, uh, the, the anointed King of Israel. And, uh, and boy, you got to start right there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that the whole uh, 39 books of the old covenant were looking towards this one, who would bring the new covenant? Mm-hmm. Who would restore Israel, restore the kingdom, cause uh, bring them to repentance, restore them from captivity, and have compassion upon them, uh, and and bring them into the kingdom? 
And uh, this is the one who walks onto the scene. As foretold by all of the Old Testament prophets, he was born in the right place. He was right. born of a virgin. The stars <laughs> literally have aligned, right? right? right. Uh, Everything's um, landing there. And, uh, and so all of the story, all of the Old Testament, all of history, all of creation comes to this point at the birth of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, Israel, here is your king. Mm-hmm. And they look at him. And they look at his miracles that he does right out of the Old Testament. He causes the blind to see, the lame uh, to walk, the deaf to hear. And, and we hear those things as Gentiles, and we think, oh, that's great. You know, he's doing miracles. No, no, no. No, he's not just doing miracles. Israel in the Old Testament, um, we were talking about those kings. Every king was doing what was right in his own eyes rather than what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, and so claiming to see, they were blind, mm-hmm. right? They were calling what was good evil and what was evil good. And so they were doing what's good and right in their own eyes. Uh, and so the Lord caused them to be blind so that they could not see what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord, right? Not just physical blindness, but spiritual blindness. Right. And it caused them to be deaf so that they could not hear the word of the Lord, not just physically, uh, but spiritually hear the word of the Lord, Right. Um, lame. They were kicked out of the land, kicked into the dispersia, left in Babylon, um, lame, so that they could not return to the land, right? Those who mount up on wings like eagles, uh, those who wait upon the Lord will mount up on wings like eagles. Mm-hmm. They will walk and not grow weary and run and not grow faint. This is Isaiah 40, 31. Mm-hmm. Well, those who are uh, mounting up on wings like eagles, this is Israel's return to the land, right? right. But they right. can't return because they're lame. They're blind. They can't see what's good and right in the Where eyes of the Lord. They're deaf so that they cannot hear. Uh, they're suffering from dropsy, uh, from fever, from all of these judgments out of Deuteronomy mm-hmm. chapter 28 that were poured on the nation. And the promised Messiah King's going to come, and he's the one who's going to cause the blind mm-hmm. to see, the deaf to hear, the lame to walk, uh, the dead to be raised. They're mm-hmm. kicked out of the land. Uh, dead as a nation, going to be raised, dry bones, Ezekiel mm-hmm. 37, uh, Daniel 12, 2, those who sleep in the dust of the ground will be raised to eternal life. The poor will have the gospel preached to them. And so this is the one who is demonstrating that he is the promised one through miracles, not just the miracles of healing physical blindness, but forgiving sin. Yes. Not uh, just... Uh, uh, you know, healing lameness, but forgiving sin and the paralytic and, and the paralytic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yes. get these same st- yeah. these stories where mm-hmm. where the healing, physical healing, and the the spiritual, spiritual. healing go hand in hand, right. and you cannot have one without the other. And so the Christ comes, showing that He is able mm-hmm. to do both, but they have to repent. Right, Israel's got to return to the Lord, accept uh, their, His provision, His anointed King. And they will be brought into the kingdom. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And and so <clears throat> he's going to deliver the captives. He's going to set prisoners free. Well, for us, we make that, you know, held captive to, you know, alcoholism or held captive mm-hmm. to, you know. Whatever. Pick your vice. Pick yeah, your vice. Pick your, pick vice, your yeah, whatever. Right. Uh, that has nothing to do with 39, pick your demon. 30, 39 books of mm-hmm. context. The prisoners in the 39 books of context, is Israel. Mm-hmm. The captives are Israel. Right. They uh, are have been hauled off by the nations and they're held captive in Literally. the nations. Literally. Literally held captive. Yes. And, uh, and so here is the last prophet of the Old Testament, John the Baptist, who's announced 
what he thinks to be uh, the, the promised king, Messiah. Uh, but he's in a Roman prison. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, captive, set free. <laughs> so here yo, he is in yo prison. Yo, Jesus, and he I'm says, over here. Uh, he sends his, his disciples, the followers, you, he says, yeah. hey, Are go ask one? this Jesus guy yeah. if he's the coming one or should we expect another? Yeah, yeah. And Jesus' answer is, tell him what you've seen, that the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Mm -hmm. Check all the boxes of the Old Testament, but Israel has to repent. And so the gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four gospels, are presenting, are are telling the story of the promised Messiah of the Mm -hmm. Old Testament walked onto the scene. And it says it a lot of different ways. The word became flesh. The the promise of Messiah written by the prophets, written in the scriptures, mm-hmm. uh, walked onto the scene literally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we beheld him. Yeah. We saw him, our hands handled. Uh, he came to his own, but his own did not right. receive him. Uh, and so uh, the promised Messiah of Israel comes to Israel, pronounces deliverance for Israel, and Israel rejects him. And of course, all of this is in keeping with the story that is told of uh, mm-hmm. by Moses in chapter 32 of Deut- Deuteronomy, that Israel's going to reject their Lord, reject their king. And so the good news is going to be carried by his disciples to the nations. This is in Isaiah. This is in, uh, in, uh, in, Mo- in, you know, in Moses, mm-hmm. Deuteronomy 32. And Paul's going to quote all this, and he's going to explain it. And so, so what we're watching, if you, if you open up the Gospels, what you should expect to read is the promised Messiah of the Old Testament, walks onto the scene mm-hmm. and declares, here I am. He declares it through his words, which match Moses' uh, Moses' mm-hmm. words, which match the words of the mm-hmm. Old Testament. Uh, the greater prophet, I will put my words in his mouth and you will be sure to listen to all that, uh, that mm-hmm. he says to you. Uh, and through his works, through his miracles. And both of those validate the person of Christ. Uh, and so he says, here I am, Israel, and Israel rejects. So, Mm -hmm. in the synoptics, the synoptic Gospels are Matthew and Mark and Luke. This is where Jesus then begins to speak to them, Israel, in parables, Mm -hmm. right? But before Israel's rejection of the Christ, he's not speaking in parables. After his rejection, now he speaks to them, to Israel, in parables. But he explains his parables to his disciples. Right. To you, it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom disciples, but to them, Israel, it has not been granted. Mm -hmm. So to whoever has, more, there's a verse out of context, right? Mm -hmm. To whoever has, well, what they have is knowledge, you know, granted to know the mysteries Mm -hmm. of the kingdom. Whoever has, more will be given. And whoever does not have, that would be Israel, even what they have will be taken from them. So in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Let's say, see with their eyes hear with their ears, mm-hmm. return, and I heal them, right? And so mm-hmm. all of this is coming right out of the Old Testament. So you can't read the 30, um, you know, the 40th book without the first 39 books, right? right? right. The 40th, 41st, 42nd, 43rd. These, uh, these four Gospels are a continuation of that Old Testament mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so that's what's happening in the Gospels. Uh, the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Right. <laughs> the, right. the promised light of the Old Testament mm-hmm. walked onto the scene, and they didn't get they it. They didn't get it. That's uh, right. He came to heal the blind, 
and they remained blind. Right? Mm-hmm. He heals the blind men, and the Pharisees say, are we blind too? Right. Because you say that you see, your blindness remains. Right, right? Right. Um, uh, and, and so this is, the, this is the person and work of Christ. Jesus didn't come to walk on water. Uh, he came to reveal the Father, uh, proclaim the deliverance to Israel, through demonstrated through mm-hmm. walking on water, uh, you know, calming the you know, seas yeah, and storms, the sea, all feeding these, the tires. All these mm-hmm. come right out of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and Israel rejects. And so now the gospel is going to go out to the nations. Right, mm-hmm. Israel. He comes to the land of Israel. He's born in Bethlehem. He does ministry in Galilee. He uh, he does miracles in the land. Right, it's all right there in that right one there area. in the land, mm-hmm. uh, the land of Israel. And now those who are in Israel, the Jews in Israel, reject him. And so now the gospel is going to go from uh, Judea, Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth, and it's going to the diaspora. It's mm-hmm. going out to those yeah. dispersed, the Jews right. dispersed. And now what happens in the book of Acts is not only do the Jews in Jerusalem and, and in the land reject Jesus. But now they're being—it's—they're re- rejecting Jesus in Judea, Samaria, and and outwards, right? Mm-hmm. And so this right. is why Paul in the Book of Acts he always goes to the synagogue first. He right. always proclaims to the, it Jews, to the first. Jews first, first, and they reject, and then he goes mm-hmm. to the Gentiles, mm-hmm. right? And so this is the context within which Paul writes to these Gentile believers, mm-hmm. explaining to them how through Israel's rejection the gospel has come to them to make Israel jealous, to move them mm-hmm. to anger, and. And so this sets kind of the frame of the New Testament yeah. and all of those epistles that we're going to talk about in the New Testament. Yeah. I do want to clarify one 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 situation just because we have new believers and new students to the word, uh, new to the story. Just for clarification, I, I just you know I, I I maybe take this for granted, but uh, in some cultures they have temples all over the place. I think it's it'd be wise just briefly. Did they have multiple temples, synagogue? What's that? Because Paul's going to have, he's, like you said, he's going to go to the synagogue first, mm-hmm. and the Jews will reject. What, what is the reason synagogue versus temple? What, what's going on there? Because now as Gentiles, we don't have a clue about that. Yeah, so, so let's back up. We've got to go yeah. back into the story to see mm-hmm. how this develops. And so, so before the building of the temple, right? So we mm-hmm. were talking about this uh, you, uh, just last week mm-hmm. when Solomon builds right, the temple. Right. So, so Solomon uh, is going to begin to build the temple uh, in the fourth year of his reign, right? And so basically this is 966 B.C., mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so up until 966 B.C., um, Israel was... Worshiping the, the Lord, but they were to worship the Lord in the designated place. Right, and the designated place, which was set forth, it's it's foretold that there's going to be a designated place set forth in Deuteronomy chapter twelve, and as the story progresses, you know now that's Jerusalem, uh-huh. uh, and so the temple becomes the, the designated place. place. And you've got uh, these uh, these three feasts, for example, where every Israelite was to come to the temple three times a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means you had to be pretty close to it. Right, right. right. Three times a year to, to, to uh, worship in the temple. Uh, so that's 966. Uh, and we talked about in 5, uh, 605, 597, then 586. 586 B.C., Nebuchadnezzar comes and knocks the place to the right. ground. Right. right? Uh, and so, uh, so the, the temple is destroyed, uh, and it's not rebuilt Again, 
for you know mm-hmm. several years, uh, several years later. During that time of the diaspora, Israel's kicked out of the land. Mm-hmm. Now, where do the Jews uh, serve during during the exile? Where right. where do they worship the Lord? Where right. do they offer they, sacrifices? Yeah, offer sacrifices and all that. So mm-hmm. these little. Um, synagogues, these little places, showed up of gathering where Jewish communities would come together. They couldn't, they couldn't offer sacrifices; it wasn't right. uh, allowed in, mm-hmm. in many of these cultures. Uh, but they, they would read the word, they would pray. Uh, you will see this in uh, in Luke, for example, Luke chapter four, uh, and uh, this is where uh, where Jesus uh, uh, is uh, in. Uh, Goes to the synagogue and he's there. <coughs> excuse me. In uh, in Nazareth and he mm-hmm. he, uh, he um, uh, you know this is where he opens the uh, the, the, the 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 scroll of mm-hmm. Isaiah and he mm-hmm. and he says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set free those who are oppressed. Now, now we take that as such general, mm-hmm. right? Uh, That's a big deal for them. Yeah, this is <laughs> gospel to the poor, uh, to the captives. Mm-hmm. Israel is held captive to give sight to the blind, to set free those who are afflicted or oppressed. Comfort, comfort, my people Israel, says the Lord. Um that we talk about the Holy Spirit as the great comforter. How is Israel going to be comforted? They're going to be comforted when the the Christ mm-hmm. comes, who gives the Spirit that comforts them. Right. And, you know, and and so he gave the book back to the attendant, and he sat down, and all of those who were in this. In other words, there were these synagogues that had, mm-hmm. had cropped up, where the Jews gathered mm-hmm. to read the scriptures uh, and to pray, pray. And, and that type of thing. Um, but uh, but they weren't. Uh, you know, these weren't places right. where sacrifices were to be. Uh, well, I, I mean, I just briefly wanted to touch on it because at the temple where Solomon builds a temple and the, the presence and the Holy of Holies, that was mm-hmm. a designated place, right. the Holy of Holies. And I think as we get into the discussion of the New Testament and, you know, the woman at the well, and we say we worship here, you say you worship at this mount, but but where, and then Jesus right. and then this this ecclesia and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the body, one body, one Lord. Uh, so we really, I just wanted for clarification because we've had some people that have come to the story and said, but but don't they have temples everywhere? And, and so just that, that one thinking about the temple yep. and what the temple represents, I think it's really huge. So they, they, guess, had, sen- they, had, they mm-hmm. had put up synagogues, but there was yeah. only one temple. Right. And uh, in an Ezekiel, remember, mm-hmm. so remember Ezekiel, we talked about uh, two exilic prophets that right. are there during the time where Israel is kicked out of the land mm-hmm. in three waves. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, mm-hmm. Abednego, Ezekiel uh, in the second wave. And Ezekiel in chapter 10... Uh, uh, um, sees the glory of the Lord, right? So, mm-hmm. so the Spirit of the Lord indwells the temple, Solomon right. prayer, high priestly prayer, mm-hmm. and all that's going on in First Kings chapters, you know, eight, nine, that type of thing. Uh, now the glory of the Lord is leaving the temple, mm-hmm. right? And the right. temple's going to be right. uh, be destroyed. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, so the synagogue becomes the the, the place of gathering for Jews right. during the time of mm-hmm. uh, Gentile rule over right. them. And so, yeah, and so so Jesus now the presence, 
of of the king and then you know post ascension the body and the spirit so i just wanted to touch on that just just for a second as we were moving through the story of the new yeah, testament and, and so, the, the the synagogue uh or as we talked about the synagogue the gathering place mm-hmm. it's is what synagogue yeah. means or the ecclesia the gathering Assembly. place it's where people Everyone gather. assembled say, well, mm-hmm. well who uh you know who who ran the gathering place? Uh, the elders ran yes. the gathering yes. place. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Yes. Right. The elders uh, are uh, over the ecclesia, and the elders were the ones that ministered the word. Yes. So and administered the prayer and led the people. So it's, yes. it, there's a really strong tie here. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. There's nothing. There's no break. Uh, th- yeah. There, there's 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 In the not thinking. much new mm-hmm. going on here. What's new? Uh, well, there is something dramatically new, and sure. it's the, it's the coming of the Spirit through right. The, right. through the the uh, the anointed King. Uh, the King is anointed, um, and the King's body. Is anointed, is anointed with mm-hmm. the Spirit, right? Yes, and ministry right, of the Spirit right. for the building up of the body, mm-hmm. for works and of service. And so, First John, which is we had a discussion. I think you had it in your your Bible study class. We have that anointing. John says so. Anyway, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, it's so, not but, we individually have right. an anointing, and so we can go do. It. No, no, no. It is the, it the is body. in the body, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're in the body. And we're so, in the body. Uh, and so when we're talking about the Gospels, right? Um, John in John chapter twenty. Uh, he he mm-hmm. explains why he's written many right. other signs Jesus did in the presence of his disciples, which were not written in this book. Mm-hmm. But these were written. These signs, uh, the mm-hmm. words and the works were written in the book of John so that you, the reader, will know that Jesus is the Christ. Mm-hmm. He is the Psalm 2 anointed one promised from the Old Testament, demonstrated through his words and works. That you will know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and through believing, you will have eternal life, life in His name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so that's uh, uh, why the Gospels were written. They're they're retelling of is the the appearance of the King, proof that He was mm-hmm. the King through His birth, mm-hmm. through His life, through His ministry, through His. Uh, words, words and works through mm-hmm. his death, through his burial, through his resurrection, which validated his identity right. of his words and his works. All of this goes together, and Israel rejects it, not only before his death, during his life, uh, ministry on earth, but even after. Mm-hmm. They, they, they reject the, the testimony of his resurrection from the dead. And so now the gospel is going out to the nations. It's not that the disciples are going out to the nations, but the eyewitness account of the disciples are going mm-hmm. out to the nations and uh, to the uttermost parts of the earth. So here we are in Brenham, Texas. Well, guess right. where we are? Right. We're in the uttermost parts. Right. right. Uh, we're here. Uh, Brenham doesn't become Jerusalem. Brenham right. is the uttermost parts. Uh, and what do we have? What is the testimony, the eyewitness testimony that we proclaim, that we repeat? It's the eyewitness mm-hmm. testimony of the apostles. Mm-hmm. And I think for for a moment, uh, just so people will understand the importance of that eyewitness account, the importance of listening to the apostles and how that was stressed by them. I think that's something that we fall short on as a church is reminding us Gentile believers. And I don't want to overuse that phrase, but Gentiles, but but that's who we are. We're outside of Israel. So. I think we have again in the, in this attempt or pursuit of me knowing the word of God that applies to me mm-hmm. and elevating the importance of me and that understanding of God's word as applied to me, 
it really doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what I know about. It is all about the apostles witness and message and good news and and where that's leading. Yes. In the midst of false teaching. Yes. Right. Because they're Um, going to address all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Peter in his, in his second letter, he Mm -hmm. writes his first letter to the diaspora uh, of Jews in the second letter. He says, this is the second letter I'm writing to you. Mm -hmm. uh, And I'm stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder that you Mm -hmm. should remember the words spoken beforehand by the Holy prophets. Well, first (laughs) remember, how do you remember if you don't know? Right. So we have to know the words of the Holy prophets. So not only that, the word spoken beforehand by the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior spoken mm-hmm. by your apostles. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when I realized that without the gospels, without um, the words of the pro- of the apostles, I couldn't tell you the first thing about Jesus. Right. Um, without the words of the apostles and prophets, I couldn't tell you anything about the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I could look at creation. Right and, and and see that there was a creator. Mm-hmm. Now, this goes back to Psalm nineteen, for example. Say, man, isn't creation great? Isn't the creator of creation wonderful? Uh, but uh, but then the uh, then uh, the psalmist says, but creation pales in comparison to the law because creation doesn't speak. It mm-hmm. proclaims. It yells mm-hmm. out. Yeah, there's a God, but there's no voice. Right. Right. But uh, but the law proclaims the Creator, uh, and so it's through the prophets and through the apostles mm-hmm. that we know the Father and the Son, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so, does that apply to our lives? Oh, yes, it yes. does. Right? Yes, it does. Uh, but Jesus didn't come to walk on water or to still storms so that your storm will be stilled. I got news for you: it's not going to be stilled. No, there's going to be a lot more of them too. That's right. <laughs> it's going to get That's worse right. it's before be worse. it gets better. That's right. But he is the one who is able to, mm-hmm. and he will in yes. the future. Right? Yes. Yes. And so, so when we read the Gospels. That's what you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's the context within which they sit. That's their place in the story. Right. And that's what you ought to anticipate. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, in the, when we get to the epistles, uh, you know, Luke acts, the first mm-hmm. story, the first letter that Luke writes to Theophilus mm-hmm. is the gospel of Luke. The second letter that he writes to Theophilus is the book of Acts. Right. And both of these together mm-hmm. explain uh, Christ's work. Life, death, burial, resurrection, mm-hmm. and then what ensued, the work of the apostles, mm-hmm. uh, those who were sent out, what did they do, and how was the new covenant church developed, built? Uh, and uh, and we track with Paul as he goes from one place to the next on Paul's journeys as this early church, now including Gentiles, is being built. And so uh, that sets the context for us to understand the Paul's letters to mm-hmm. Gentile churches to explain to them how to live in the midst uh, of a uh, world mm-hmm. that is wicked, mm-hmm. which rejects and rejects this Messiah that yeah. wants to persecute yeah. uh, this don't, Messiah's don't body. Live as the Gentiles live. Right. Right. Well, you know the mm-hmm. problem uh, that I see in the church is that. Uh, you know, it doesn't concern me that, that pagans live like pagans. Mm-hmm. I think that's in some ways wonderfully refreshing, uh, refreshing because it it helps the distinction be clear. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the church lives like pagans. Right, right. Uh, right. That we live like Gentiles, mm-hmm. that we do what the culture does. And so so we're not 
doing our part. The culture is doing its part. We're not doing mm-hmm. our part mm-hmm. uh, in living a a set apart life. life. Yes. Yeah. And so you've got Pauline epistles. These are epistles written to Jewish or Gentile believers. And then what we call the general epistles. These are epistles that that are written by Peter, James, John, mm-hmm. uh, Jude. These are written to Jewish believers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you get letters to Gentiles, letters Letter to, to Jews. Jews. Mm-hmm. And then the book of Revelation is the bringing back together. Israel, who had rejected the Lord, will believe all Israel mm-hmm. will be saved. The bride has now made herself ready, uh, and now the culmination of all things mm-hmm. into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And all of this is tied together for one story. One story. Yeah. One beginning, yeah. one purpose, mm-hmm. uh, one end. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love how Paul explains this, uh, this story in Romans uh, chapter 11. Um, uh, he, uh, he says, For I do not want you to be uninformed of this mystery, brethren, lest you be wise in mm-hmm. your own estimation, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Well, that's the time that we're in. Mm-hmm. The, the gospel is going out to the mm-hmm. Gentiles. But after the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, and so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, a deliverer will come from Zion. Uh, this is in Isaiah mm-hmm. chapter 59, verse 20. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them, with Israel, mm-hmm. when I take their sins away. So from the standpoint of the gospel, they, Israel, mm-hmm. are enemies for your Gentiles' sake. sake. Mm-hmm. But from the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, mm-hmm. Jacob. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. I, I find great comfort in that the gifts and the calling of god are irrevocable they're not dependent upon what we do right right they're not dependent on right. our actions but on his character yes who that he, he is. is a covenant keeping promise keeping mm-hmm. god he made a covenant with them and he's going to keep, keep it, it right for just as you gentiles were once disobedient to god but now y'all have been shown mercy mm-hmm. this is the whole you know gentile bunch of pagans now we've been yeah. shown mercy yeah uh, because of their disobedience, their disobedient mm-hmm. mercy has come to us. So these now also have been disobedient that because of the mercy shown to you, they may be shown mercy. Mm-hmm. For God has shut up all Jews and mm-hmm. Gentiles mm-hmm. in disobedience. We've all been disobedient. Right. So that he will show mercy to all Jews and Gentiles. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. if you got this right, if you've read uh, Paul correctly up until uh, chapter 11, you, you about have to push back from the table and say, oh, wait a second. Yeah. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And I love how Paul summarizes it. So the depths of, yes. the, uh, of the rich, the depth of the riches of both the wisdom and knowledge of God, mm-hmm. how unsearchable are his mm-hmm. judgments and unfathomable are his ways. Yeah. This merciful, compassionate, loving God. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I find myself trying to find different words because, um, merciful. We throw these words around so much that mm-hmm. they lose their meaning. Merciful becomes not so merciful. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. We, I think we do that with a lot of things. Yeah. How yeah. merciful is God? Okay. Well, let's let's set apart this word for God to describe His character, and let's not use that word for our character. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, another word that that happens with is awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. God is awesome. Awesome. Well, you know. That sandwich was awesome. My car is awesome. Mm-hmm. My truck is awesome. No, no, no. Uh, awesome is awe-striking, uh, yeah. awe in the sense of fear. Right. 
that nobody sees this God and lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a good transition. I need you to hold on to that thought because where I'd like to go in our next podcast is I would like for us to to see some concepts, some things that are going to change because we view this Christ as just a loving, you know, a sheep, a lamb, but we see a transition in the New Testament. We see the the one who has come and then we see the one who is coming again. Absolutely. And I'd I'd like for us to take that that awesome, that awestruck, that reverence, that fear. I'd like for us to take that into our next podcast so our listeners begin to see the transition because I think we get stuck Mm -hmm. in this sacrificial lamb mindset that Jesus is my friend. Right. So we we leave off. We in other words, we 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 compartmentalize the gospel as this Jesus who God loves me and he died for me, he died for my sins and we're buddies, we're friends. And Jesus and, is a effeminate yeah, in yeah, that sense. Right, right. Soft, yeah. kind, touchy feely. Yeah. It's all and wants me to make me feel good. Yeah. Now, and I and I think and not to get distracted with the male female thing, but uh, we we lose the Genesis three fifteen mm-hmm. the battle, uh, the one who's going to crush all of his enemies absolutely and and therefore because we we leave off the part of the good news mm-hmm. of the return of Christ mm-hmm. we just kind of camp right there in the death burial and resurrection. We, we don't even discuss the return of the king, which a lot of the apostles in the early church, they were looking forward. Absolutely. They want this stuff done. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, Paul said, man, to, to die is gain. And, so, and, and there are times in Jesus' mm-hmm. life where we're going to see that. So yes. Next, next, uh, yeah. So I, I really want us to just kind of, if we could, draw that line. Because then we go into this because this should encourage the church Absolutely. to rise up. Absolutely. Like okay. Well, thank you, David, and thank you, everyone, for being a part of today. So please jump into this next podcast because we're going to see a shift in the New Testament in the way of thinking. So thank you. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. For more information, download our app. If you have any questions or desire to continue our discussion from today's topic, send an email to Bible at championfellowship.org. Remember, your belief drives your behavior. See you next time.